Hello, everybody. Michael Lombardo here. Welcome to Awaken Podcast. Uh, you can go to www.lifepouredoutintl.org to find out more about our ministry. There's a new show released every Monday and Thursday on the Charisma Podcast Network. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play. You can subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. It'd be a blessing. And I'm always excited to be with you guys here today. We have a um, you know, we have plenty of guests on the show that have amazing stories, powerful prophetic messages, um, and you know, incredible books that are you know a huge benefit in the body of Christ, as well as just testimonies that are being shared on here from myself and many others. I have my beautiful wife on the show; she's gonna be coming on a lot more. And I just we have teaching shows, and we're actually in a teaching series right now on the fullness of God, possessing and operating the fullness of God in our lives. And the first part, I spoke about the two-sided coin of the fullness of the Spirit. Yes, we have the fullness of God as a gift um, because of Jesus and because of his life, death, resurrection. We could not earn it or deserve it. Um, we, As a gift of God, we have received the fullness of the Holy Spirit, no lack, no orphan spirit and mentality. We know who we are and we know who we possess. Um, at the same time, there is a measure of growth and pursuit. Um, the other side is that we also pursue the fullness. We also do our part. We participate. We cooperate with the Holy Spirit to see a manifestation of all that is already ours in the Holy Spirit take place in our lives. Okay. And so this is a fine line. There needs to be a balanced teaching. We're either on one side or the other. There's either fullness is a gift and we fall into complacency because we do nothing and we just say we have it all. But God did not save us and fill us with the fullness so we can do nothing and sit on it. He wants us to use it. He wants us to be tenacious. He wants us to be bold. He wants us to be fervent in prayer and righteousness. At the same time, it's it can't be earned. It can't be contrived or strive after or manufactured. You know, um, there's also in the charismatic world where it's, Hey, listen, you got to do X, Y, Z, and then you'll get this end result. And at the end of the day, glory to us, not to the Lord, because we're the ones that made it happen in our lives. And so we need to have a balance of, yes, the fullness of God, the gifts of the Spirit, the fruits of the Holy Spirit, everything in our lives for, for life and godliness isn't just, yes, it's a gift. It's a gift. It cannot be earned. But at the same time, we do cooperate and participate with the Holy Spirit to see growth and manifestation in our lives. And so today I want to get into, I might touch on some controversial things and I hope you'll keep listening here, but you know, there's many phrases and I am, you know, a part of Irish Global Ministries, a lot of friends at Bethel, you know, I speak to all different kinds of people on this podcast from spiritual camps. I, I believe in the miraculous. You'll know if you listen to this podcast. I believe in the gifts of the Spirit that they're active for today. I've seen miracles. I've seen God heal people. I've seen you know these amazing things take place. And, you know, I believe in what the Word of God says. And I hope, you know, and so... Um, but being involved in these different streams in the church, I know that there's sometimes verbiage that's used or teachings that are out there that um, there's partial truth, not full truth, or it's just a bit skewed and it's holding us back from experiencing the fullness. And I've got a passion for us to be free in the truth of God, right? And so there's many phrases. I'm just going to touch on a couple phrases here just because I want to, hey, you might think I'm splitting uh, hairs, but... Now, at the same time, it needs to be spoken about because I've sensed confusion around these terms. In the charismatic Pentecostal church, you know, many people, when uh, they're in a church service, a conference, or they're praying for someone, they'll say, come Holy Spirit. Be praying, come Holy Spirit. Or they'll say, more Lord, more Lord, more Lord, as they're praying for people. And I, uh, you know, being involved in Bible school for three years, being on the mission field and traveling to different churches all over the world, not just nationally in the United States, but internationally, I've spoken to a lot of people and I've ministered to a lot of people and I've had conversations 
with many people around these subjects. And, you know, a new believer in Bible school came up to me one time and they said, how come this song that we're singing is asking the Holy Spirit to come? And then the song goes on to say, you're here, Lord. And then the next verse says, come Holy Spirit. (laughs) Is he here? Is he not here? You know? Um, And it it was confusing. And I understand, you know, Jesus, he walked into the room, all these different terms that we use. Um, These terms are really put together to express a manifestation. You draw near to the Lord and he'll draw near to you. The scriptures say it doesn't mean that he was far away originally. And when you draw near to him, he goes from being far away to close. In proximity, it means as we draw near in our heart and in faith and in sincerity, there becomes a manifestation of his nearness. Okay, he was always there, whether we feel him or not, the Holy Spirit is there, the presence of God is there. But as we turn to him in faith and sincerity of heart, there is a manifestation of all that was already there. So when we say, come Holy Spirit, almost makes it seem like the Holy Spirit wasn't here and we got to call him down. And, you know, more Lord, like we're lacking the Holy Spirit in our lives. But no, what these people are trying to say, and I'm not trying to condemn this verbiage. I just feel like we need to have understanding and knowledge on this verbiage. And I could use it now in faith without this mentality of lack, like I need to do something to, you know, for God to come closer. You know, I could say, come Holy Spirit now, knowing that I just want a manifestation or a sense of his nearness, or I'm inviting him into that circumstance. Um, and so... I, I can now do it without this mentality of lack, but now mentality of fullness and faith. Okay. And so I hope that brings a little bit of clarity for you. There's many terms, come Holy Spirit or Jesus walk in the room or more Lord and all these different things. And as long as we know, we're just asking for a manifestation. We just want to see the tangibility of what is already ours and what is already there. We want it, you know, kingdom experience now. And so, um, you know, there's, Regarding the anointing, I want to talk to you a little bit about the anointing. I want to talk to you about the cost of the anointing. I want to talk to you about separation and wilderness seasons, and I'm going to gloss over this stuff. I did long, long teachings on these things in Bible schools and ministries, and in a church setting, I could teach a 30-minute to 45-minute message on this and help bring more clarity, but I'm just going to gloss over some things that'll get your brain turning, and um, at the same time, you could dive into the Word of God yourself, okay? You don't just listen to me. Don't just listen to the man of God, the guy, the guy with the microphone. Don't just listen to me. You gotta, if I say something and it doesn't sit well with your spirit, you go right to the word of God and you pray and you ask the Lord if what I'm telling you is right or if it's not right. Uh, it's important. You can't rely up only upon a teacher. We are humans. We are flawed. We do get revelation from God and we do share tons of truth. But I'm just saying, like, at the end of the day, you don't have to agree with everything I say. Search this thing out. I've sought these things myself. I've searched these things out and I have to come to terms with what I believe regarding these things. And I have, and I'm still growing. Will God change my mind on things? Absolutely. I'm only 32 years old. I've been walking with the Lord for 13 years. I'm going to be walking with him for a long, long time. And he's going to be sharing with me a lot of things. Okay. But when it comes to the anointing, Christ means the anointed one and Christ lives in us, which makes us anointed. We have an anointing from the Holy Spirit living on the inside of us. The anointing is not a force. The anointing, like the force be with you or something like that. The anointing is the person of the Holy Spirit on the inside of us and he cannot be bought. He cannot be, we cannot earn it. We cannot do anything to get more anointing. The anointing lives on the inside of us as a gift. Jesus paid the price. The anointing is free because Jesus paid the price for us to be anointed. 
The anointing is free, but it's not cheap. Like I said in the last podcast, um, Jesus spilled his sacred blood for us to have the anointing of the Holy Spirit. You can't buy more of the Spirit with your good works. In Acts chapter 8, this is a story of Simon the sorcerer, and I'm just going to read to you. I don't have the exact verse in front of me right now. I'm sorry, but this is Acts chapter 8, and Simon the sorcerer began to see amazing things take place, possibly people speaking in tongues, getting saved, miracles happening, and he was, you know, had some issues with greed, and he asked if he could give money for the Holy Spirit, essentially, okay? Um, And the apostle Peter responded quite harshly, but he said this, may your silver perish with you thinking that you could obtain the gift of God with money. You have no part or portion in this matter, for your heart is not right before God. Therefore, repent of this wickedness of yours and pray the Lord, if possible, the intention of your heart may be forgiven you. For I see that you are in the gall of bitterness and the bondage of iniquity. He was trying to pay for the Holy Spirit with money. And to this day, if we tell people you need to do X, Y, Z to get the anointing or you're not anointed and you need to fast this many hours, pray this many hours, you know, do X, Y, Z to get anointed, you're essentially doing the same thing. You're trying to obtain the gift of God with something natural. All right. And God doesn't like that <laughs> right here. Your heart is not right with God. You, you, you do not understand properly. Seek the Lord. And so. Anyways, the anointing is free because of Jesus. All right, and now we, we, there's this phrase we always hear. Is there a cost for being anointed? I'm going to answer that because we say you got to count the cost. There is a cost. I am experiencing this measure of breakthrough and I've got this powerful ministry and I'm doing all these things because I paid the price. Uh, there is a cost, okay? In one sense, no, absolutely not is what I'm saying. And also, yes, and I'm going to break that down just real briefly. In one sense, no, because Jesus paid the price, okay? You can't, you can't take any credit. One day we'll stand before God and we will not pat ourselves in the back. It will be all glory to Jesus Christ for everything in our lives. We cannot boast before God, but we can only boast on the goodness of Jesus and his, and his faithfulness in our lives. In another sense, we can grow in learning to release the anointing and in that process of growing and learning how to walk in the anointing or the gift and the calling that God has in our lives, you might lose friendships. People might not understand that. You might need to surrender a self-made dream. You know, maybe you were pursuing something and then God flips the page on you and says, you want you doing something else. You'll have to surrender that dream, sacrifice that dream. Popularity. Maybe you won't be the most popular person in your church because you're a little bit radical now. You have to make some hard decisions for purity and righteousness, for sure. If you want to consider that a cost, consider that a cost. But the anointing on the inside of you was already paid for by Jesus. And we're all anointed, whether we're operating in the anointing or not. And in the process, we will need to make some hard decisions and we will experience hardship. And yeah, those are things that are results of us pursuing the fullness of God in our lives. But let me just show you a little picture. I saw this picture on the internet not that long ago, but it was a picture of Jesus kneeling down in front of a little girl. And the little girl had this small teeny teddy bear in her hands and Jesus hiding behind his back. He had his hand behind his back. One hand was behind his back holding a large, massive teddy bear. And his other hand was reaching out to the little girl saying like, give me that little teddy bear that you have very sweetly, but he was reaching out and the little girl was weeping and she was pouting over the fact that Jesus was asking her for the little teddy bear, but she had no clue that behind his back, there was an even larger teddy bear that he was going to bless her with. 
And I know that's a childish um, example, but it spoke to me. It spoke to me because if she she was pouting over this little teddy bear that Jesus was asking her for, but she had no clue that he had something better behind his back two times, three times better that she she would gladly give the teddy bear if she knew what was behind his back. And so the only reason why the Lord would ask you for something temporal, something natural, is because he wants to give you something eternal. Ooh, let me say that again. The Holy Spirit, Jesus, our Father, will only ask us to sacrifice something natural, temporal, because he wants to give you something eternal, something better, something more glorious, something more life-giving, something that is worth more than anything. Okay, and what we give to the Lord, what we sacrifice is laughable in comparison to what we receive. And we don't only receive blessing and benefit and reward here in this life, but in the life to come. Jesus said, all those who give up family and farms and children and money and everything in this life will be blessed in this life and in the life to come. And the life to come is our true life because it's forever and ever and ever for all eternity. And, you know, there's stories I've sat under the ministry of Heidi Baker, and I've listened to many messages from Bill Johnson at Bethel or plugged into that ministry and many other ministries, Randy Clark's ministry, um, a Global Awakening. And you hear stories of people like Heidi Baker, who she just continued to pray and pray and pray and pray for people. God spoke to her that she would see the dead raise, eyes open, uh, deaf ears pop open, and she would go to Mozambique and she would she would see the country of Mozambique affected with the gospel. And she, by faith, began to pray for every blind person, deaf person that she saw. And it took tons of times before she saw the breakthrough. But by faith, she had to keep, she kept doing it. And I believe something was working on the inside of her. She had the anointing. She had the prophetic word. She didn't earn those things. But she was building her faith muscle, building that faith muscle. Even though I don't see it, I will, I will keep pursuing it. I believe it. I believe it more than what I see. I walk by faith and not by sight. I, I might not be seeing the breakthrough, but I'm going to keep pushing. I'm going to keep doing it. And there's something powerful to that. She had the anointing. She had the prophetic word, but God was building her faith and her tenacity. And she began to see the breakthroughs of God. Moving on there. Um, can we truly be separated from the presence of God? Absolutely not. He is always with us. We're talking about fullness right now. Can we be separated from him? No. When Adam and Eve sinned, they were the ones hiding from God, not the other way around. Sin, the effect that sin has on the human heart is that sin causes us to feel guilt, shame, and condemnation. And because of that, we draw away from God. Sin doesn't separate God from us, but it could separate us from him. Meaning we're the ones that turn from him. He doesn't turn from us. He doesn't harden his heart towards us, but we could harden our heart towards him because of our sin and the things that are in our lives. There's no separation between us and God. It's a beautiful thing. God is the one that pursued Adam and Eve when they fell in, in, in the wilderness. And there's another powerful, you know, there's another thing that I hear in the Kazakh, you know, you know, charismatic church often is about closed heavens and open heavens, how we walk in the open heavens, how we have this, this constant, you know, flow between heaven and earth in our lives. And you know, that song, very popular song. I'm sure everybody knows it. Let it rain, let it rain, open the floodgates of heaven. Most believers know that song. We're asking for the floodgates of heaven to open. But when Jesus came down, he busted through those floodgates. And when he went up in resurrection power, he made sure those floodgates stayed open. We do not need to ask God 
to open up the floodgates of heaven anymore. We don't need to sing it like that. When I was in Mozambique and we would sing that song, I would change the words in my mind. I would say, let it rain, let it rain. The floodgates of heaven are open. I would declare that the floodgates of heaven are already open. We have that access. Let it rain, God, because the floodgates are open. We want to receive. We want to receive. The only closed heaven exists between our two ears. Our unbelief, our unbelief, the veil of unbelief in our minds that separate us from the things of God and the manifestation of the things of God in our life. Matthew 27, 51 says that when Jesus died and he rose again, when Jesus died, excuse me, when he, when he breathed his last breath, it says, behold, the veil of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom and the earth shook and the rocks were split. It's very important that it said from top to bottom because it didn't say bottom to top. Man, bottom, God, top. Man, bottom, God, top. Man could not rip the veil of separation. This in, in the holy place where God was separate from man, he could not, we, you know, on our side, we cannot rip that veil. We cannot enter into the holy place. But the Lord, top, he ripped the veil from top to bottom, and he now gave us full access into the holy place by faith. By faith. Jesus is our open heaven. John 1 51 says this truly, 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 I say to you, Jesus is telling this to one of the disciples, truly, I say to you, you will see the heavens open and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the son of man. That is an open heaven scripture in the old Testament. And Jesus is saying that I am the open heaven. Angels are ascending and descending upon the son of man. I will be the mediator between God and man. I will be your access to heaven. I will be your open heaven. Do not pray for the floodgates to open. Declare that the floodgates are already open and be conscious of the open heaven that is in your lives. Ephesians 2.18. Now all of us can come to the Father through the same Holy Spirit because of what Jesus has done for us. Oh, that's one of my favorite scriptures. It includes the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit in one sentence. Now all of us can come to our Father through the same Holy Spirit because of what Christ has done for us. Oh, live aware of your open heaven. It will never close over your life. And no reason to read books about how to open the heavens. No reason to read books about how you can get more anointed by praying and fasting and doing all of those things. Are praying and fasting great? Absolutely. Praying, fasting, evangelism, worship, all of these spiritual disciplines, speaking in tongues, all of these amazing things do not get us more anointed. I'm going to close with this. They do not get us more anointed. They do not give us more power. We have the full power of God. I'm passionate about this. So I'm screaming in the microphone right now. They are, <laughs> they are, these things do not give us more. Like what Jesus did was insufficient. Like what Jesus did wasn't good enough. Like it was a partial work, not a finished work. Everything that we need for life and godliness was given to us. We have it already, whether we're experiencing it not or not, whether we're feeling it or not, whether we're seeing it or not. We have everything, and it's a gift of God. You cannot earn it or deserve it. You cannot boast before God when you see him face-to-face one day. But God did give us powerful tools like prayer, fasting, reading the Bible, the scriptures, the holy scriptures, evangelism, our spiritual language, etc. As tools to activate, like a pin code, to activate your bank account, to get your money out of your bank account. These things are tools that activate the gifts and the calling of God that are on our lives, that release the anointing and the power of God in our lives. Strength, joy, healing, 
the miraculous, all these, you know, the prophetic, the discerning of spirits, all these different things. And so we strengthen our spirit with these tools that God's given us, but it's not the tool that brings it to us. It's Jesus who brought it to us when he died and when he rose again. And so I want to just, this is, I'm passionate about this because at the end of the day, I've, I've, I've been frustrated. I've strived. I've been distraught because I've tried to muster up these things and tried to operate in these things in my own power and ability. And I realize that I can't do a thing. It says in John 15, Jesus says, apart from me, you can do nothing. <laughs> Simple as that. And praise God for that. Thank God for that. I could do nothing. I'm completely reliant and dependent on the Holy Spirit. And so this two-part series is the fullness of God. Yes, it is a gift. I will not fall into compromise and laziness because it's a gift. I will not sit on the fullness I've been given. I will pursue it. I will put myself in the right environment, just like a seed. Everything in that seed, everything that tree is, is inside that seed. It needs the right environment. We need to be in the right environment. We need to have the right friends, the right you know, the right, you know, go to the church and get the teaching and the, and the, and read the word of God and spend time in his presence and say, yes, as the Lord asks you to do things, be led by the spirit of God. As you do these things, you, you you pray in the Holy spirit and you, and you fast and you read the word and you do all the things, the tools that God's given us and it will bloom in our lives over time. A tree does not become a seed is not a seed and become a tree that, that birds can find their shade in. Like it says in scripture, it, that does not happen overnight. It takes a period of years. And we need to bear fruit with patience, like it says in scripture. How many like that word? That doesn't feel good, right? We're in this instant generation, but we bear fruit with patience. I don't have the exact scriptural reference for that, unfortunately, but look it up. Bearing fruit with patience. It's in Luke. It's in one of the parables. And so bless you guys. If you have any questions, hey, you know, contact me on social media, you know, uh, message me on Facebook or an Instagram um, find my find my pages on there, Michael Lombardo LPO on Instagram. I have a I have a personal page and a ministry page on Facebook. Um, but uh, I just want to bless you guys and I want to say thank you for tuning in. We have incredible guests in the future. I've been banning Leapshare and Sean Bowles and James Gall and many amazing people coming on with me in the coming days. So make sure you tune in every Monday and Tuesday to Awaken Podcast. Tell your friends and family. Subscribe, rate, review the podcast so we can get it out to more people. So they could be blessed, encouraged, strengthened, challenged by the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Bless you guys and see you next time on Awaken Podcast. Hey guys, Michael Lombardo here. Uh, just quickly, I just want to make a resource available to you. I wrote a book released with Destiny Image Publishers called Immersed in His Glory, a supernatural guide to experiencing and abiding in God's presence. My desire is for you to get to know the Lord in a experiential way, to break every barrier to experience God's presence in your everyday life. I've met people all over the world that are just hungry to know Him, but just don't know how to get there, don't know how to experience Jesus in a deeper way. You know, what keeps you from encountering Him in a greater way? Do you feel unfit to enter His presence? Do you feel stuck? Maybe you worry that you don't know enough to meet with God. Every human being is hardwired with a need for intimacy with God. When this need isn't met, we search elsewhere and we find ourselves broken and unfulfilled. But connecting with God is of utmost importance. And in this book, I'm just inviting you to experience this vital union with the Holy Spirit that is greater than you have ever imagined. A continuous fellowship with God where a lifestyle of miracles, visions, visions, encounters becomes normal. All right, so in this book, you learn how to 
be free from self-condemnation, guilt, and shame through intimacy with the Holy Spirit. You learn how to um, have guidance from God as you experience His presence every day. You overcome lies that have held you back from experiencing more of God. You get a revelation of your inheritance that was already freely yours, you know, through the lavish gift of grace through Jesus. And so I just want to present this to you immersed in His glory. You can go to Amazon and find it there. You could also go to my website, lifepouredoutintl.org. LifePortOutintl.org, or you can go to destinyimage.com. The audiobook is available as well on Amazon.com, as well as some video teachings at destinyimage.com. And so, bless you guys. Grab a copy of Immersed in His Glory. Thank you. <laughs>